Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. together and welcome him to the stage. Thanks, my darling wife. Beautiful. How are we all doing today? Awesome. Great to have you here. Um, Well, we are on a series uh, called Led by Jesus, and that's our ultimate goal, isn't it? It's our goal to live our life every single day, led by hearing his voice, engaging with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? And so um, last week, Sam uh, shared um, the seven, 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 the seven I am statements, the seven I am statements that Jesus stated who he is, which are real keys to open up to understand not just who Jesus is, but the reason why he came, those self-declarations of who he is and what he is doing in us and through us today. And I'd encourage you to go back to that. A couple of weeks beforehand, we started to hear about, do you remember hearing about Galilee? Yeah, and uh, Galilee was an entire region. It was fruitful. And then we heard about two fishermen, didn't we? And those two fishermen, who who can tell me who they were? Simon, Peter, and Andrew. Fantastic. I don't even know that you were here, Chloe. That's uh, fantastic. And, um, and, And you just guessed it. Yeah, yeah. When you're in Bible college, if anyone chooses to do Bible college, just the answer is always Jesus, okay? You know, what's, what's the answer? Who's, who's the, you know, Jesus, right? You'll always get it right. Not really. But anyway, and we heard about these two uh, fishermen that uh, immediately left their nets. You have to understand this absolute truth is that they immediately left what they were doing. Jesus said, come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they walked out. They left what they were meant to be doing and they walked out. Like it is absolutely extraordinary and seems irresponsible, doesn't it? But the truth is, I was on the way to the beach, but the truth is, the truth is they left what they were doing. Why? Because they had understood what it was to be under Jesus' teaching. They had already been there. They had already heard what he had had to say. They already understood that as soon as that invitation was made, thanks, Sam, as soon as that invitation was made, man, that was all that they needed. Guess what? Jesus said, I am the bread and the life, didn't he? We heard about that last week. And that was all the invitation that we need to say yes to him, amen? 
That is the, all the invitation that we need to immediately leave aside all of those things that, 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 that hold us back, that all of the day-to-day worries and concerns and the fears and the anxieties that we get to, that we get to partner with Him. You know, I've been looking at our church calendar and, and it feels like this year is gonna be a busy church calendar year. It's gonna be a really, really good year ahead and we're excitedly planning for it. But you know, the truth is we're not doing it on our own. We're doing it with Him, amen? So no matter what you're facing this year, no matter what New Year's resolutions you've attempted, failed, attempting again, or whatever you're trying to do this year, do it with Him because He will empower you. He'll fill you with His presence when you take time with Him, amen? So today we're going to be, we we talked about, sorry, we talked about um, two kingdoms. Remember whose kingdoms were they? They were man's kingdoms and the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And those two kingdoms we live in. If I, if I do this, then it'll help me. If you want to view today's slides, you can scan that QR code and you'll have today's slides on your device. All right. So I'll just give you a couple of minutes to look at that. So these two kingdoms, man's kingdom is that there is always a choice. We always have this daily choice to choose Jesus. How many are glad that Jesus chose us? <laughs> right? It, the Bible says that, that, that he loved us even before we knew him. He loved us before we were born. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 39 says that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. How precious is that? He knew you before you knew you. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? And Hebrews states that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him, the joy of knowing that the enemy is defeated, but even more so, the joy of knowing that you have eternal life with Father God, Yahweh. You have a mansion in heaven that's being prepared ahead of time. You, friends, you and I have this opportunity to press in to eternal life. Do you know when eternal life starts? Today, amen? Amen? Man, do you have life? I do. Do you have life? Man, I have life. And I'm so excited to press into the things that God has uh, in store for us this year. So we get to choose. We get to choose to take up our cross. We lay aside ourselves and follow him. And that's what Simon Peter and Andrew, that's, that's Simon Peter, Simon Peter, Peter, I know, the Bible gets confusing with names, doesn't it, right? A little bit. So, so Jesus, that's the answer, isn't it? Right? But so, so Simon, who was to be later, later to be called Peter, uh, being the rock, um, Peter and Andrew immediately left what they were doing and went and followed Jesus. We have that choice every single day. I have no idea who Estelle Darcy is. If you can tell me who Estelle Darcy is, man, I would really appreciate that. I have Googled that name. Um, Maybe an old cook back in the 1900s. 1900s seems so long ago, doesn't it? But I was born with one nine in front of it. Isn't that phenomenal, Chloe? Isn't it? But right now, it's, it's, like, it's like, I don't know who Estelle Darcy is, but apparently she said, 
and I assume it's a, it's, it's a woman, live in the moment immediately. Now, there's two ways we can look at that. We can look at, at that in the way of the world and in the way of the world, it's like, you know, oh, just, you know, throw off all restraint and just, you know, just, just go with the flow. You know, if it feels good, do it. Or we can live in the moment immediately and be obedient to what Jesus is saying. Because friends, there's no other better place to be like Peter and Andrew did. Their whole lives turned around as a result. Here are, I don't know whether they were educated. I don't know uh, whether they were well-versed in, in, in scripture. I, I, I assume they had a very good foundation, but here they were essentially just fishermen. And then they were to be the foundation of the church as we know it today. Isn't that phenomenal? Amen. And so they lived in the moment immediately that they could say, yep, I am doing it. Well, if we don't live in the moment immediately, if we're not choosing to take up our cross and follow him, Jesus still taps on our shoulder, knocks on the door of our heart and allows us an opportunity. Whether we be stirred by the Spirit of God and by His voice, or whether we are shaken. Now, who would prefer to be stirred and not shaken? Now, it sounds like a James Bond drink, I know, but I know I would rather be stirred and prompted than shaken. Shaken sounds like it's a bit violent, doesn't it? Shaken sounds like it's a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? Right, But you see, we have this choice here as to whether we engage with the Spirit of God, take up our cross, we, we, we um, are literally dead to ourselves and alive in Him, and then we are propelled into this opportunity of where God stirs our hearts in order to take up our cross and follow Him. We can be shaken to take up our cross and follow him, or we can be stirred to take up our cross and follow him. The ultimate end is, friends, I urge you, take up your cross and follow Jesus, amen? Well, today, to take up our cross and follow Jesus is really breaking the mold in our life. Jesus was the greatest mold breaker. We have in our, in a, you might have a freezer like this. We've, we've got one of those fridges where, you know, the bottom door is the fridge and the top door is the freezer, right? And, uh, and you know, how many, how many fridges, uh, you know, ours is a relatively small fridge and how many just like struggle to fit things in every now and then, right? I mean, like it's blessed to be, the, for that, to be in that problem, but my goodness. And, and my wife, Anna, is like, she's the master freezer packer. You know what I mean? You go in and, you know, I think one of the kids the other day opened the door, I can't find what I'm looking for. And I still haven't found what I'm, and it's like, it's right there. Where? I still can't say, it's right there. And then, you know, Anna has to stop what she's doing, go over and get it out. Couldn't you see it? It was right in front of you. Did, does anybody relate to that? 
right? And then, and then we have in there is like our ice block molds, right? You know, some people have those fancy fridges where you, where you can go like this and it's got that ice maker and it instantly makes ice for you. Or I don't think anything instantly makes ice, but it may, it's made ice over time. And we, we've got those old-fashioned ones where, you've, where it's a tub, you pull the tub out, you've got to twist it right? Isn't it a pain when those last two blocks won't come out and you bang it on, you know, and then ice goes everywhere and and then it becomes water, right? This is not a chemistry lesson. But what happens is, is that if, is sometimes in those molds, as you're tapping it out, trying to get that ice out, sometimes I break the mold. It's just like, would you get out? Uh, that one goes out to the garage fridge, <laughs> right? And I think Jesus was the greatest mold breaker the world has ever seen. And where we are going to discover what he said and what he did. But first I want to acknowledge and I want, to under- I want us all to understand together that sometimes breaking out of the mold that we are so used to can be a scary place. It can be a tough thing. Sometimes breaking out of the mold that, you know, it might, might have been a mold that, that, we've been, that we've been in the freezer for six years and no one's never needed ice until a 34 degree day on a Sunday afternoon. And then sometimes getting out of those molds can be a scary place. But it's, but it's something that you've known. But it's something that you've been comfortable with. But it's something that I fit into. I want to ask you the question today, what if the mold that you're in is not the Jesus mold that he wants for you today? What if that mold is actually restricting your growth? What if that mold is actually perhaps even, I don't know, works of the enemy or words that have been said to you at high school or at primary school or, your, or, or parents who may have meant well? Does anybody remember the old term, shame on you? You know, if you did something wrong, shame on you. Do you know how, how terrible that is? It's, it's just an awful thing to say to somebody, but because it, it's like a spirit of shame. You, you, it's like casting a spirit of shame, like casting a spirit of shame upon a person. It's like shame on you. No, I don't want to live in shame. Amen? I've done wrong. I've done wrong. Please forgive me for that, but praise God, Jesus died on the cross and delivered us from our shame. Amen? He set us free from all of that. Hallelujah. And so we get to be in this place and this opportunity, and I said, either stirred or shaken, to break out of the mold, to break out of the mold of where we are. And I want to encourage you, stepping out is a step of faith. Getting out of that mold, getting out of that thing that, uh, that perhaps you may even put your, have even put yourself in. I want to show you a few things that Jesus said that broke the mold. Ever turn the person beside you and say, get out of your mold. 
Now, I'm not talking the black or green mold. This is how we get out of the mold. We come to the cross. We come to the cross. That is the first place. We come to the cross because, you know, when we give our, when we give our life to Jesus and when we come to him, you know, we've actually given that shape, that mold over to him. And by saying yes to Jesus, we've actually stepped into a place of where, of where uh, we have said, you shape me exactly how you want me to be. You know, the Bible says that we are all living stones fitted together in the house of God. Fitted together. So do you know that if there was, if we looked at a stone, well, have you ever been down to the river and found two, uh, two stones exactly the same? No. No, it would be a, a, a freak chance, a bit like evolution, a freak chance. But every stone, every person is uniquely shaped, perfectly fitted, right? And Jesus takes us as that stone and fits us into the house of God. But guess what? Guess what? When we're absent or when we're allowing some sort of other mold or some sort of other shape, something else to shape our life other than Jesus, then we just get a bit out of shape. But Jesus said, no, no, no. I know the shape that you're meant to be in. I know where you're meant to be fitted. I know exactly in the wall. It's not like brick walls today. Whereas if you actually look at brick walls, a lot of bricks are completely different than one another, right? In their shape. But it's not the uniformity of a brick wall. That's not the way the church is meant to be. The church is meant to be all these beautiful and different shapes, shaped rocks, living stones, and where Jesus fits them together in the house of God. And you see, when we come to the foot of the cross, we become that living stone. We become that living thing that gets fitted in. And you see, we need to come to the Lord in prayer, don't we, amen? We need to come to God in, that, in that, those solitude moments and in those quiet moments, in those corporate prayer moments, in those Tuesday 7 a.m. moments, in the Sunday uh, uh, you know, 9.30 moments before the service here. We're meant to come together in that area of corporate prayer because there the mold is broken that little bit more. We are reshaped again into what Jesus is shaping us into. How many know that through the cross and through the prayer and coming together in unity, we break off the bonds of the enemy? Hello? Hello? There's so many people that, you know, I speak to that, oh, you know, pastor, the, you know, the enemy is attacking me. No, no, no. You know, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe the Lord is shaking you a little bit so that you can actually surrender to him so that Jesus can be released and so these chains can be broken off your life through the cross, through prayer, through the word. And then ultimately when we are free, we experience great freedom, don't we? The chains are broken off our life. The chains are broken off our mind. There's a few people here today that need freedom today. 
Praise God, it's here for you today. The Bible says that deliverance is the children's bread. It's just the bread and butter. I didn't say it's caviar and oats. It's, it's, like, it's like just bread and butter stuff. The, children, the deliverance is the children's bread. In other words, setting us free from the enemy is par for the course. It's, it's, it's part of God's plan. Amen? Amen? But it comes to a place of surrender and a beautiful place of surrender starts with repentance. Hallelujah? Amen? <clears throat> So it's the finished work of the cross. It's through prayer that, uh, that we break the mold. It's breaking off the chains of the enemy and the things that have been placed around us that restricts us. It's living connected with others, walking in great faith together, and it is most definitely living free. If you've got your Bibles with you, open your Bible to Matthew chapter five. We are going to look at... Probably, probably one of the first, the first open air preaching times recorded in the Bible that Jesus spoke. This was part of it. And this was so crucial to breaking the mold that the people had, had, uh, were, were in. The Bible tells us leading up to this point that he'd called the disciples that they had traveled around and that Jesus at this point had healed thousands of people, thousands of people. And the Bible uses this word, multitudes. Take a guess as to how many people multitudes is. Lots. <laughs> like I looked it up, it means lots, right? Lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Was there a thousand? Was there 10,000? Was there 20,000? Well, we don't know, but I remember watching, I think it was years ago, the Jesus movie came out, and here is Jesus teaching, teaching on the uh, Beatitudes. And it's like he, he sits here, and, he, and it's, blessed are the meek, for they shall, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. I don't think Jesus, I think Jesus often spoke quietly, but I don't think Jesus spoke like that. Otherwise, how could the multitudes have heard him? Can you imagine the mold breaking clatter of his voice shouting out to the multitudes so they could hear him? They didn't have all these fancy speakers and microphones and everything. As he spoke, he would have declared it. And as he declared it, it's like the birds in the air, the, the, the leaves on the trees would have all, I don't know, I'd love to be a Hollywood producer. They'd all be shaking or, or, or something like that. And people's hearts would be melting and chains would be breaking off people's minds and off their hearts and people would be set free just by hearing this mold-breaking statements. Let's read them. He said this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed um, are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You've got to understand how countercultural this is. Because back then there was a set of beliefs that said if you were blessed, you were extremely wealthy. 
If you were blessed, you were blessed by God. If you're wealthy, the other end is the same. If you were poor, you must be cursed. If you're sick, it's because God doesn't love you. Here, Jesus just turns everything up on its head. He breaks the mold here. Let's see what the next bit says. It says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the true and pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of what? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wow, what amazing statements. And there are more. There are more. This is known as the Beatitudes. My mum used to always say to me, these are the attitudes that you have to be. Be attitudes. This is the thing that you have to, you know, focus on here, right? So in short, what we're going to do, do you know what Beatitude means? It means supreme blessedness. Hey, you know... <coughs> If you were to sit down for a nice meal, you'd just go, oh, what a blessing. Hello? Yeah. This is not that. This is that times a billion. Do you, want, do you want to know another definition of beatitude? It's this, a state of utmost bliss. We're talking that when we are walking in this, the promises of God... Um, shifts us from the state of where we are into this phenomenal state that's completely different to where you've been. Hello? Who's in a euphoric state of utmost blessedness bliss right now? I'm working on it. I'll preach myself until I'm there, right? Who would like to be? Sounds all right, doesn't it? Yeah? Yeah? Maybe the Peninsula Hot Springs with a hot rub and a, you know, a bit of a massage. That might get us a little bit close, maybe. Maybe. Camping. Now that's bliss. All the campers out there. Here we go. Smoking brisket. I know I'll get one out of here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Ah, oh, holding your first grandchild. Okay. Right. I can't appeal to your spirit, I'll appeal to your flesh. All right. So, bless, we're going to look at the first one. We're going to look at the first one. Friends, where it says, bless, bless to those who are poor in spirit. This is not about not having wealth. And the church for years, people have assumed Poor in spirit, I have to be poor in spirit. And to be poor in spirit, I just have to be poor. No, that's not what this is talking about. Um, spiritually lacking, that's not what this is talking about. Poor in spirit, that is not what, you know, that's not what poor in spirit is. The truth is this, hello dealing. The truth is this, that without Jesus, we are spiritually dead and depraved and given to sin. He declared in this moment and at this time 
that those that come to God knowing that they need him, casting aside all self-dependence, when we seek daily God's grace, that is being poor in spirit. We have to understand that when we realise that, and there's a lot of people here today that have and have realised that and have turned and repented and turned and come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. Friends, that is what poor in spirit, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Guess what? When we understand the depravity of who we were compared to where Jesus has us now, we are blessed, amen? We're in an utmost state of bliss. We are in this state of, wow, Jesus, you really have set me free. Hello? If you can remember back to when before, before Christ, when you were BC before Christ, if you, you can remember back then, what was your life like? Did you have assurance that Jesus had set you free from fear? Did you have assurance that, that should you die today that you would be translated into heaven? Did you have that assurance? Absolutely not. You might have believed a few theories. But friends, when we accept Christ, friends, it is salvation. It's life and health to our flesh. Amen? So what does the mold say? The mold says that we're breaking out of, it says, be self-dependent. Be your own person spiritually. Now, I know there's some Tay-Tay fans out there. Are there a few? Taylor Swift, right? You're scared now, aren't you? Oh my goodness. I know that there is. I don't wanna get in trouble, that's right. If you look at a lot of the lyrics that are coming out today, and especially one of the, the, the lyrics that it, it's all about self, it's all about I am God. Some of it says it blatantly, some of it doesn't, but it's all about me. Friends, <laughs> that's a mold that you're being put in. <laughs> and if we're feeding on that and listening to that, guess what, it's gonna get in somehow. Our attitudes start to change, it starts to affect us. Man, when I was growing up, constantly, almost 24-7, John Fain, ABC Radio. Some people love it. I loathe it. The drone of discussion that goes on. And you might be that person. If you want to continue to do that, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Throw on some worship music, listen to this sermon 16 times, do something different because guess what? If you're feeding on the world, guess what? You're gonna get it. But if you're feeding on the word, guess what? You're gonna get Jesus. You're gonna have this new mold. You're gonna have this new shape. You're gonna be fitted into the house of God. Is this too strong for you? Break the mold. Break the mold. Understand that we, that, that we are poor in spirit without Jesus. Without Jesus, we are poor in spirit. We are depraved. Who wants to look at the next one? How many understand that, that it's, um, I just before we move on to the next one, I just, 
poor in spirit is the realization that it's an authentic conversion. What do I mean by that? The realization that, that I would be heartbroken to stand before Jesus knowing that I hadn't given him my all. When we come to the Lord, you might say, well, Matt, I'm not, I'm not an emotional person. I knew him to be the truth. I made the decision and I'm following him. That's absolutely fantastic. But I want you to understand in relation to this beatitude. Poor in spirit, it's, it's the realisation that everything that I did, that I chose, that was not godly, that led me into sin, everything was another whip on Jesus' back. Friends, that is understanding the depravity of humankind without Jesus. It's a genuine repentance. It's not a cookie cutter, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for my sin. Uh, I forgive, please forgive me, amen. No, no, no. Sometimes there needs to be tears. Sometimes there needs to be snot. Sometimes there needs to be that genuine on your knees, on your face in front of the Lord. And whether it's here at church or at home, in your own bedroom, in the own privacy of your place, friends, I would encourage you, get before the Lord. Get before him. He's faithful. You will be into, you will be translated into this place of blessed Ah, you are when you realise where he has saved you from. Amen? The next one is blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. Do you understand that this again is that place of mourning for change? How many want to see our society and community changed? How many want to see our government shift? How many want to see, you know, how many, how many are tired of seeing church leaders fall? That's, that's, that's one for me, maybe. How many, how many want to see the church grow and, and, and want to see, uh, um, you know, more people saved and discipled? Yeah, absolutely. Well, See, sometimes change doesn't come until we're in that place of mourning of where we're bringing it before God. And it's like that lament that comes forward and says, Lord, Lord, please save my community. Lord, please save my family. Lord, please save my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter. Father, let your presence go before them. You see, when we get into that place of prayer, and it's not a place of begging, but it is an active place of mourning, you know what the Lord said? There's a, there, there is an absolute promise. You shall be comforted. What's more comforting than knowing that your family member is saved? What's more comforting knowing and seeing the church grow? 
What's more comforting than knowing that the community is improving in the, in the character and their integrity? And what's more comforting than knowing politicians getting caught out? <laughs> uh, sorry, did I say cut, cut that from the tape? What's more comforting than knowing the politicians are getting saved? Hello. Friends, this is this place of mourning before God saying, God, please pour out your spirit. We call upon the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Have we got one more? No. So, I want to encourage you. The mold says, be this way. The world says, be this way. And the truth is, the world hides it behind, the enemy hides it, says, be whatever you want to be. Whereas the reality is, our response should be, Jesus, make me whatever you want me to be. Hello? How does he do that? Well, he does that by speaking to you directly. He also does that by speaking to you through the word. He does that by you spending time in prayer. And that might be driving a car, it might be taking a walk, it might be during work, but as you lift up the name of Jesus wherever you are. How else does he do that? He also does that through the church, through okay preaching. I think today's been pretty good, don't you think? I think the Lord speaks to us through leadership when we, when we look for godly counsel. I want to release a word right now that it might seem direct, but I believe the Lord gave it to me in the prayer meeting this morning. And the word was very simple. It was this, get ready. Get ready because Jesus is about to do something here and we ought to be ready. And that readying is making sure our lives are right with the Lord, making sure our lives are right with others around us and making sure that we're in a place of worship before him. Because what I sensed and what I saw, and I submit this to you here as to how you would respond to it, and I implore you to respond to it, is that get ready because I began to see Jesus walking throughout this room, touching people in phenomenal ways. But he said, get ready for it because he can only come to those who have made themselves ready. Father, we don't want to be the foolish virgins that didn't keep our oil and our lampstands trimmed. Father, help us be ready. So <clears throat> in response to that, I would invite you, not a requirement, I would invite you to pray this prayer together. We're going to pray this prayer just simple prayer. And it really is 
just a matter of, Lord, I just want to break off. I, I want to break out of the mold that others have put me in, that I've put myself in. I want to break out of the mold that the world has tried to put me in, whatever that might be. I want to break out of that mold and I want to be shaped by you, Jesus. Is that cool? So I'd invite you, let's stand together. We're going to pray it. I'll just give you a moment to read it over. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, from time to time. I lead you verbally from time to time. It's good for us just to uh, be able to read this out. Is there power in the prayer? <laughs> There's power in prayer. There's more power in a praying person praying. <laughs> so let's pray together. Let's go. Jesus, I invite you into my life. I wanna live for you. Break me out of the mold that others have put me in. I am sorry, Jesus, for allowing the mold to shape me, define me, and take away the life that you have paid for. Holy Spirit, break off anything that is not from you. Today, I wanna be free in Jesus' name. Now just take a moment to receive that. By faith, we ask this in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Be released in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your gentleness your freedom, your victory right now. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Lord, confirm that. Thank you for the miracle of freedom and salvation, Jesus, right now, right now, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to thank Him. Come on. That's it. That's it. I know often you're a, you're, you're a quiet, praying church. I just encourage you just to lift your voice in faith a little bit. That's it. Shakara balabakia. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your goodness, God. Break it off, God, little bit by little bit or a lot by a lot, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you do it in the exact way that we need it for each and every single person. Thank you, Lord. We're getting out of the cookie cutter right now. We're breaking the mold right now because Lord, you've declared us blessed when we come to you. You declare us blessed and we inherit the kingdom of heaven, God. Who's sensing a new, newfound freedom right now? Yeah. Who, who else is sensing a newfound freedom right now? That's right. Yeah, praise God. Wow. I, I, I just think there's healing coupled in this as well. People are going to find, uh, they're going to wake up in the morning and it's, it's going to be, oh, that, that's, that's changed. That's changed. That's changed. Somebody's knee is being healed right now. Who's that? Who's got a problem with their knee right now? Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your healing over that knee in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just lift up family members that don't know the Lord yet right now. Just lift them up to you right now. Just lift them up to you, Jesus. We just thank you, Jesus. We just lift up those family members. We thank you. 
right now. And Lord, we ask, we ask in Jesus' name that Lord, that this year would not see an end before them knowing and seeing you, God, right now. Lord, we declare that this is the year, the favourable year of the Lord right now. Thank you, Father, for that. We release it. Jesus' name right now. We thank you for salvation for those family members right now. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just, just pray this prayer. Jesus, shape me. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Jesus, shape me. Father, release it now in the name of Jesus. Lord, by faith we see it. By faith we see it. By faith we receive it, Lord. Shakandara Papaya. You are good, Lord. You are good, God. You are good, Lord. Shakara Papa. Shondora Bakia. Shandara Baja. There's just a very strong anointing and very strong presence of God in here right now. Shakara Papa. I just get this boldness that the Lord is saying, you know, ask, ask for anything. And, and through my Father, ask, ask me of anything. And, my, and through my Father, it will be done. Lord, we want what you want, Jesus. Lord, you said ask for the nations. Come on, Lord, give the nations, Lord, Shakaya. The nations that are on our doorstep, Lord. Every, every nationality, Lord, right now. Every background, Lord. From Iran to England, from China to New Zealand, Lord, right now. Right now, Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you are drawing all people unto you, Lord, right now. Lord, we thank you for your presence and what you're doing here in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen and amen. Praise God. Go for it, guys. Love you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. 
If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.